Hey everyone, welcome back to What A Week. I'm your host, Olivia Lee, here to deliver your weekly dose of the news. Let's get started. In local news, an article by Forbes was published last week regarding the condition of Portland, Oregon. The article made several headlines and sparked lots of concern and uncertainty for fellow Portlanders. In the article titled Death of a City, The Portland Story, writer Bill Connerly compares the city to that of Pompeii, an ancient city in Italy that was destroyed by a deadly volcano eruption. Connerly cites that Portland's continued violence and vandalism combined with high housing costs, homelessness, and poor community leadership could lead to the question, how long before this city dies? Though this article has sparked worry, newspapers like the Oregonian and the Williamette Weekly have quickly addressed the article, claiming it to be entirely inaccurate and unrepresentative of Portland as a whole. In state news, a proposal to create a police use of force database went before Oregon lawmakers last Wednesday. If passed, the State Criminal Justice Commission would create a new public database that captures reports on the use or threatened use of force by each police or corrections officer. State Representative Maxine Dexter, a proponent of House Bill 2932, argued that it would help create a, quote, culture of accountability and transparency that would improve the performance of officers. This bill is one of many police reform and criminal justice proposals introduced this legislative session. In national news, here's an update on the impeachment trial. With less than two weeks before the impeachment trial, former President Donald Trump parts ways with five of his impeachment defense attorneys, citing a difference in strategy. Trump was clear that he wanted his team to argue that there was a major election fraud and that the election was stolen from him. On the other hand, his defense attorneys had the intention to focus on the legality of trying to convict a former president. On Sunday, Trump announced two new attorneys who will lead his impeachment defense team. This news comes just days before filings are due in Trump's trial. Moving on from impeachment updates, let's talk about what was quite possibly the biggest news of the week. Wall Street bets, GameStop, and more. Let's break down what happened to the stock market last week and the key players and names that were involved in the action. First and foremost, who or what is Wall Street bets? Wall Street bets is a forum or a subreddit on the popular platform and website Reddit. The forum includes a large community of people who enjoy talking about investing in an untraditional way filled with memes, profanity, and risky investment advice from strangers. The community on Wall Street Bets has been best described as new age generation investors breaking the conventional norms of Wall Street and what it symbolizes. People on Wall Street Bets most often focus on speculative investing, which is known to be extremely high risk. Speculative investment is one where the investor focuses on price fluctuations. So what does Wall Street Bets have to do with stocks like GameStop, AMC, and Nokia? Well, essentially the people on Wall Street Bets a while ago figured out that many hedge funds were shorting certain failing stocks like GameStop betting that the price of the stock would go down. Now that begs the question, what does shorting mean? As stated by Yahoo News, quote, shorting means you sell the stock without actually owning it. You borrow it from a broker. Let's say GameStop was trading at $10, but you thought it was going to go down to $5. You could borrow a share of GameStop, sell it to someone who wanted to buy it for $10 and wait. If the stock goes down to $5, you can close out the short by buying the stock for $5 at the market price and return it to the broker you borrowed it from and you get a $5 profit. Hedge funds do this on a massive scale. The community on Wall Street Bets found a way to take advantage of this process by figuring out the specific stocks hedge funds were shorting and then buying them in large quantities, thereby driving hedge funds out and pumping the price of the stock up. This craze in the stock market has reached far beyond the community of Wall Street Bets and into social media platforms like Twitter and TikTok, causing even more people jumping in on these speculative investments. Last Friday, the Securities and Exchange Commission said in a statement, quote, the commission is working closely with our regulatory partners to ensure that regulated entities uphold their obligations to protect investors and to identify and pursue potential wrongdoing. 
We will act to protect retail investors when the facts demonstrate abusive or manipulative trading activity that is prohibited by the federal securities laws. Further developments on this war between Redditors and Wall Street will most likely take place in the next coming weeks. In international news, a record number of protesters were detained in Russia this past Sunday as demonstrations erupted across the country in support of detained opposition leader Alexei Navalny. Protesters marching in the streets of Russia were heard chanting, quote, Russia without Putin, and quote, one for all and all for one. Many of the protesters told CNN that they are demanding more fundamental changes be made in Russia. Navalny was detained on January 17th, moments after arriving in Moscow, following months of treatment in Germany after being poisoned in August of 2020 with nerve agent Novichok. He blamed the poisoning on the Russian government, an allegation the Kremlin has repeatedly denied. Lastly, here is the wildcard news for the week. On January 21st, two California residents filed a lawsuit against the chain restaurant Subway. The lawsuit claims that the tuna Subway uses in their wraps and sandwich isn't actually tuna, but rather, quote, a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna, yet have been blended together by Subway to imitate the appearance of tuna. These allegations quickly made way to the public last week and started trending all over social media platforms. People from all directions were roasting the chain restaurant for its terrible quality of food. One tweet even said, quote, If you have eaten Subway's tuna sandwich, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. A spokesperson for the company denied the claims laid out in the lawsuit, saying, quote, there's simply no truth to the allegations in the complaint that was filed in California. Subway delivers 100% cooked tuna to its restaurants, which is mixed with mayonnaise and used in freshly made sandwiches, wraps, and salads that are served to and enjoyed by our guests. Well, that wraps up What a Week. Stay safe and see you guys next week. <laughs>